are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Where are you in life? Do you feel you are right where God ultimately wants you to be to, to continue the purpose that he has created you and only you to do? Or is there a shift coming in your future? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host. We all strive, don't we, to know and complete God's will. And it's important to remember, though, that it's a journey. And for many people in the Bible, like Jonah, Abraham, Ruth, gosh, how many more can we say that whether physical or mental or occupational, there was a shift that needed to happen to begin their next season of their purpose in life. Today's guest, Andrea Kellum, found herself in that same place. Very fulfilled in a career that she knew everything about, but sensing God's nudging that a shift was coming. Andrea was an international recognized pageant coach and a national pageant title holder and taught young girls and women how to gain the confidence needed to succeed both on stage and off stage. That all changed, though. Beginning in 2017, when God began to stir up in her heart a new desire to reach out and teach his word, a shift was coming. And today, we have Andrea here to talk about that shift, where she was, where she was going, and where she is now. You are going to be so amazed with this lady's story. So may I just go ahead and welcome to the show my friend, Andrea Kellum. Hello, Andrea. Good morning, Kim. How are you? I'm so good. It's so good. Gosh, you know what? I, I, we were talking earlier. We've never truly met in person, but I feel like you're just a sister of mine. Our hearts are just so connected. I completely agree. I love whenever we see the Lord uh, bring two sisters in Christ together who are so like-minded but don't know each other because it's just confirmation that um, that he's connecting and, and creating those little puzzle pieces, you know, are coming together and the big puzzle and big pictures being put together. And I feel like that's how it was when uh, you and I were introduced because we both have a love for crowns and ladies and, and Jesus <laughs> and it's just, and coffee. <laughs> yes, right. And we just want everyone to be restored to who they are in Christ, right? Because this Amen. world truly has a way of robbing us of who we are. Andrea, I can remember looking in the mirror going, I don't even know who you are anymore. I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who, who, who I was supposed to be. So there were a lot of shifts that had to come into my life. And that took a while because I felt alone in that shift. And that's why I'm so excited about having you on the show because I believe that maybe because of COVID, maybe because of, uh, you know, jobs have, have jobs changing because of COVID, health issues, so many dynamics because of the way the world is today. I believe a lot of people are shifting or are contemplating shifting, and that takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? It does. It does, Kim. And, you know, um, I love, too, that you and I have um, – our schedules have worked to where we're in this moment, in this season, that we are connecting and meeting and, and doing this show um, because in – my season of shifting that um, we're going to talk about today, that was um, a whole different season than what we're in now or what I'm in now. But mm-hmm. I feel like God uses those stories that we've already gone through and overcome. Um, and they are the testimonies. It's not just um, those moments where we come to Jesus, but the moments that we are going through those changes and the shifts. And, 
And that's not something that just happens once as a Christian. We're um, constantly changing and shifting and being molded and pliable to who God needs us to be. And so I'm excited Mm -hmm. that God's timing is perfect (laughs) and that we can, you know, that we can come together and do this now. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you, girlfriend, and I just appreciate you so much. Well, let's just get started. Let's talk about what you were doing uh, prior to 2017. Uh, you were an internationally recognized pageant coach and a national pageant title holder. I can believe that because you are beautiful. You're be- but you're, you know, you're beautiful on the outside, but there's something that glows from you from the inside. So let's talk about mm-hmm. what, what your world looked like then. What were you doing? What, what does that mean exactly? competed in pageants um I think I started in kindergarten you know five or six years old and I don't know Kim I just fell in love with the glitz and the glamour and the girly stuff and that's just who I am and um I loved it and so growing up um I competed in my school pageants not you know anything major but I did enjoy having those moments where I got to feel um beautiful and accomplished and uh you know had even if I didn't win the title just having a moment I think for us as women and, and young girls especially, to know that um, that you are a beautiful creation of, of God. And that was how I felt about pageantry. And later in my adult life, after I married my precious husband and we had our son Canaan, um, I actually began competing again and just kind of helping girls here and there, uh, just in my local community. And it was like I had that um, – I don't know, like an awakening in my heart again of how fun and girly this could be. And so in yeah. 2012, I actually opened a full-time business. I stopped doing what I was doing at that moment, which was dentistry. Um, I stayed at home with Canaan, became a, uh, a housewife and stay-at-home mom and was taking care of my baby. And, well, when you're the only female in the house with two guys, you need some girl time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I had I had to get back to some girly things, and um, and the Lord just you know began to open doors here and there through uh, throughout the pageant world and the pageant field for me to uh, have a new client, and you know a, a new door would open, and so that's what I began to do. And um, when I was in pageantry, you know, and I want to say this because we're talking about uh, the shifting of life and the what the places that we're in and. Uh, I think it's important that we all look around constantly, not just with our physical eyes, but our spiritual eyes, to see what is God doing in this moment in our life. Because in the moment where I was in pageantry, um, even before changing things, I saw where I could use my career as a place to minister to others. And I just Mm -hmm. want to speak to those right now that it doesn't matter where you are. You may be a stay-at-home mom, minister to your children. Uh, You may be Mm -hmm. just a housewife and think that that's not an important job, but it is. Um, You know, being a a companion and a helpmate to your husband is ministry to God. Um, You know, wherever you are, be a minister in that moment and, and know that in any career field, even in pageantry, because I will say, for me, it's not this way, but it is kind of seen, um, a lot of times it's seen in a vanity, negative type form, you know. And um, and so for me to be in a field that's not necessarily has, doesn't have the Christian label on it, um, you know, it was it was a place where I could minister to young girls and, and remind them of who they were in Christ and, and share um, my testimony of coming to know Christ and and so wherever you guys are that are listening, um, I just encourage you to find that place where you are right now, look with your spiritual eyes, see what God can do to use you in this moment, um, and don't think that you're not special enough to be used by him. Because if you are a Christian, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, then you are in ministry, period. Mm-hmm. We don't need fancy names and titles, and um, you know we don't have mm-hmm. to have all of that that Sometimes we do have to establish those things in, you know, in our world, but we don't have to have those things um, for God to use us. And um, so I just encourage those listening to, you know, use those moments right now where you are, wherever it is, and let God uh, show you how much you can be a, in ministry for, some, for him, you know, just to help someone else. Don't you think that that's one of the lies of the enemy or one of the falsehoods that we face is that we have to wait 
until we have enough scripture. We have to wait until we're in the right house to invite people over for Bible study. We have to wait until we, you know, it's always, and I feel like that the enemy uses that because he, he knows our desire is that, yes, we want to do all this, but we want it. It's our own desire to make it so perfect that he uses that against us. And I think, you know, the, the seeking the perfection is what destroys us the most. God never called us to be perfect or to wait till the perfect time because there's no such thing. So therefore it's like trying to you know, find a, a dime in the corner of a round room, right? You're just not going to find it and there's not going to be a perfect time. And so that was a good word for a lot of people today. And that even goes for um, young girls or, you know, from, from going into, you know, middle school, I teach these girls, girls, you don't have to wait until you miss Kim's age to be used by God. Look and see who's at the lunch table that's sitting by themselves. And then, you know, and the, and, and the ladies who have matured into nursing homes, your role is not over. Look at, look at who's around you. And I liked what you said. You said, see with your spiritual eyes. And, boy, that is a word for, for all of us today. But in the midst of that, Andrew, in the midst of just as we are fulfilling our roles where we are, God will begin to shift us as we finish up the work that's there, right? Kind of what, what we sure saw will. happening with you. Yeah, so tell he us. He will. And tell us what that looks like. Let's just say I'm sitting in my office and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is this is what I've been feeling. I've been feeling this restlessness that I'm not exactly where God wants me to be. I feel that there's a move coming. What what did that what did that look like in your mind or in your heart so that people can go can kind of get some confirmation? So as I was in pageantry full time, um, at the point of what we'll call the shifting for me, um, at that uh-huh. point in my life and my business was like actually at probably its peak. Um, it, you know, I was in a great place. I had to kind of establish my name and my presence known in, in the pageant world, in the pageant field. And um, I was starting to, you know, climb my way up the ladder, so to speak. And, uh, yes. and, and I was really in a good place. Um, and yes. when I knew that the Lord was doing something different, I, I would love to be able to tell people that there was like this epiphany moment, this one little thing that happened, but it's not. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we... We want to, it makes me think about um, um, in the Old Testament uh, when, you know, when God presents himself, um, he doesn't come as an earthquake. There's not this massive, powerful yes. storm. There's, it's, you know, he's not the fire. He's, when, whenever he's speaking, um, it, he, it says he's, he's the whisper. It's, it's the whisper. Yes. And I think yes. that's so important for us, especially those of us who are in um, what what we would look at as an established ministry like you and I have, Kim, but it's so important for us to share um, with those who are feeling led to shift and to change and to go into ministry or, or just to even change careers or maybe mm-hmm. don't go to a new career but go home to be with your family, you know, and, and coming, coming out of a career. It's so important for us, I, I believe, to minister to those um, in that shifting moment to understand that, Sometimes it's not that God is, you know, you're not going to have this big powerful moment. You're not going to see, you know, the the perfect answer in stage lights and bright and shiny all in your face, although that would be so perfect and wonderful for us sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, right. You know, we're going to find him in the whisper. And if right. anything that I could ever tell anyone, uh, Jeremy and I were just talking about this recently, I can give you my opinion all day long, but that's Andrea's opinion. If you want to know yeah. what God's doing in your life, get in his word. Because I can oh, share, I love it. I love it. you know, all my knowledge Sorry. that I could possibly get. Yeah. No, yeah. You celebrate. Yeah. It's God's word. We should celebrate. <laughs> um, but, you know, I can give you all of the advice. I can share all of what I think may be the perfect thing for you. Um, but until you get along with God and you get in his word and you see what his word says, um, he will speak to you. That's why we call it, um, why we say his word is alive, because it is alive. I can read the same verse over and over through, you know, a 10-year season, and it means something totally different to me in every moment that I read it. So, you know, for those that are in that place where they just don't know, like, is God calling me to this? Um, you know, I think ultimately understand that God's not going to put what he needs you to do in this big, massive, explosive 
light festival for you to see. Um, you know, I would love for it to be that, but it's probably just not. However, uh, again, I'll encourage you and just say, get still and listen. And yeah. you will hear him and you will hear his whisper. And practically yeah. speaking, find people mm-hmm. around you who you trust and, and ask them what their opinion is, not necessarily to make your decision, um, but just, you know, they know your personal life. They know the things that um, you are uh, gifted in. You know, find those mm-hmm. people in your life that you can have. Um, and I, I will say for me, I used to think a long time ago that that meant a lot of people. And God has mm-hmm. really in the last few years shown me um, that, and he's pruned a lot in my life in relationships mm-hmm. and shown me that I don't need a big crowd of people to help me to recognize him in my life. I need just a few people who mm-hmm. have that intimate connection. And I think of it the same way that we look at Jesus when he's walking with the disciples. You know, he had crowds and crowds of people who followed him. And sometimes there weren't just um, the, those who were there to, to be on his side, per se. You know, there were a lot of people right. who were against him. Um, but then if mm-hmm. you close in a little closer, you see, you know, sometimes it's narrowed down to about 70. And then we know there, we can narrow it down to the 12 disciples. But then there's those really intimate moments where Jesus is walking with just Peter, James, and John. And right. so find those people. Find your Peter, your James, and your John. And, and yeah. have, you know, have prayer and, and, and ask them, you know, what do you see uh, my gifts being? Because I know if, if it weren't for people like that in my life at the time that I knew God was shifting things for me, um, I probably would not have felt encouraged enough or worthy enough, really, to step into mm-hmm what became my ministry, mm-hmm. which I will say, let me side note there, was not the plan. <laughs> right. um, that was right. not my plan. Right. Uh, but I did well, I move know. from, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I, I, was just, I, I did move from pageantry into. Go ahead. I'm so sorry, Kim. I moved from pageantry into ministry, not in that manner. Like it didn't move pageantry to ministry. It moved pageantry to obedience, and obedience became ministry. Mm. Oh, that's that's powerful right there for anyone who's listening. You know, it's it's so uh, amazing. I, I I think Andrea, one of the secrets that I'm hearing you say all through this is that, you know, we we I think sometimes we. Again, it's it's such our our intention to do what God wants us to do that I think so many times, and I I can speak for myself for sure that I get my focus more on what it is I'm supposed to do than who it is that's asking me to do it. And the Bible tells us to seek first God, right? And then yeah. he will add all this unto us. In Proverbs 3, 6, it says, you know, acknowledge God, you know, go after him, and then he will make, uh, he will direct our steps. So sometimes it's just that, sh- that subtle shift and, you know, rather than, you know, our hearts are so to please, but just to go back to what you're saying, that relationship with him and having those people around us that we can truly trust. But to do that, we have to make ourselves vulnerable, don't we, and really be able to we do. You know, let people – and that's hard. That's, that's, that's hard for a lot of people to let people in that closely that they know the desires of their heart. Uh, have you ever had trouble with that? Actually, coming into ministry, like when I first started, um, what and I and I again, I want to keep saying, like, ministry did not begin as a ministry for me. When I changed from uh, leaving the pageant world and deciding to finally close my business down, what happened in that moment uh, was really we actually had experienced a storm in our uh, local area, and a tornado had gotten really, really close to our neighborhood. And we were in our storm shelter, and I was just praying. And I remember feeling just being, I was just terrified. And I had just gone through a really tough season of fear. And and I mean, knowing Christ, having a relationship with him, reading God's word, you know, being around supportive people and encouragement um, from others. I had all of the things that we look at and go, these are good things. This is This is how you live a good life. This is what you need. Uh, you know, to to be uh, sustained and in, in, in your relationship with the Lord. And I had all of that, Ken, but I was so consumed with fear. 
And during the prayer in the storm, in the literal storm, um, there's a tornado like two streets away from us. And I'm just like, God, please protect us. You know, like I'm just like begging the Lord, like, let this pass by us. And, and it was immediately the Holy Spirit reminded me, I have authority in Christ to stand up mm. through him to this storm and tell it to disappear. And, mm. and in that moment, it was just like, whoa, like, thanks for that reminder, Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, and so, and, and that was, that probably began um, what I feel like is the, I would say the pivotal moment of moving from business to ministry. Um, again, although I didn't know it was ministry, but at that moment, uh, God that week began to stir up in me to share that and just to encourage others with that. And typically I didn't mind making a Facebook post or, you know, sharing things like that on social media, but I was laying in the bed one night and I can actually, this is how specific it was for me. I can tell you the date and the exact time to the minute. <laughs> um, mm. I was laying in the bed because it was one of those moments. And I don't always remember those moments, but I knew this was different. And um, I was laying in the bed at night. It was 1031 PM on August um, 31st of 2017. And um, I, I'm laying there and I went, there's no way, Lord, you're about to tell me to do this. And I knew he was asking me to open a Facebook group and to share what I was learning in his word. And mind you, although mm-hmm. I knew Jesus and had a relationship and I did not mind sharing my testimony and, you know, I, I loved being able to share Jesus with others. Kim, I had never taught anything from scripture to anyone <laughs> other than just mm-hmm. being in my home with my family. I had never, what? ever even thought open the Bible up and teach what God's teaching me before. And so when I knew that God was asking me to do this, I thought, okay, fine, I'll be obedient. Um, I opened up a Facebook group and invited about 20 of my close friends, all ladies, you know, and was like, I'm just going to share this little intimate Bible study. Uh, I was already familiar with doing Facebook live and through business and things like that. And that was part of how I coached a lot of the ladies that were internationally um, connected to me. And, And so I was okay with all of that. But what I did not know was going to happen is that when I invited those first 20 ladies, literally God took that obedience and exploded it. And it ended up being that my very first lesson that year uh, was on September 4th, which happened to be Labor Day. And that Monday Mm -hmm. morning when I got up to teach that lesson about the storm and overcoming storms and walking in the, the authority of Christ, I actually had uh, over 300 women in the group. A week later, wow. there were 1,000. And today, there's 51 countries and 4,500 women. And it blows wow. me away. That's amazing. Well, that's obedience. God knew. It, it, and that's what I want people to understand is the shift is always to to grow, to advance, to extend the territory. You know, God is preparing us all along, isn't he, Andrea? And he doesn't, if we stay still, yeah. then we're not reaching our potential because we're not growing. You know, it, it causes us to expand and to grow within ourselves. And, you know, I think that uh, I went in reading your bio here, you spent so many years teaching um, other women and young girls about confidence. It sure took a lot of confidence for you to step away from everything that was so comfortable and to uh, begin this new journey. And that's what I want to talk about. As soon as we get back, we're going to go away for a 30-second break. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the steps of confidence. And I, I want to get to um, this your, your heart now, where God has brought you into uh, this book that you've written, Warrior Women, Preparing for Battle, what that means, because, boy, is this uh, a time for battle? All, I believe everybody's in some type of battle right now, and so I'd love for you to share all that with us. So we're going to be back, audience, friends. We're going to be back in 30 seconds, and if you'd like to call in um, with a question or if you'd like to leave a note for Andrea to answer later, you can call us at 347-324-5246 and just press 1. And in pressing one, you'll go into a virtual room, and our director, our producer, will will speak to you there, and uh, will know that you're on, uh, that you're ready to come on with a question. So we'd love to hear from you. So Andrea, 
Kellum from Alabama. I forgot to say that. Woodstock, Alabama is joining <laughs> us today. And in 30 seconds, she'll be right back. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. My name is Kim Crable, and I am your host. I'm so delighted to be able to meet with you uh, on Monday mornings or by podcast, however it is that you're listening to us. If you listen to the show and you'd like to have more information about what we do and the ministry that I have, please look us up on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash roses and rainbows, or maybe it'd be quicker for you just simply to go to our website at kimcrable.org. We have ongoing studies all the time. We're getting ready to start our foundational study, Burdens to Blessings, Uh, discovering the power of your story on May 11th that we would love for you to be a part of. We have lots of things going on. I'm getting ready next spring to take a a group to the Holy Lands again. So lots of incredible things going on that we would be better by having you with us. So look up uh, the website, uh, find us on Instagram, and be a part of of what we're doing. And before you uh, end this podcast, you're also going to be able to find out how to be a part of Andrea's ministry because she has some incredible things going on as well. So Andrea Callum, thank you again so much for joining us. And we've been talking about the shift. Um, And, you know, we see that with Abraham. We saw that with Jonah, Ruth. I mean, so many, there's, there's shifts in our spiritual walk, right, Andrea? Absolutely. There is absolutely uh, whenever I was in the place of starting the group on Facebook, Coffee and Jesus, which I love because when we first met, I have to share this, when we first met, one of the most precious things that you ever said in the beginning of our friendship was um, you said, I have coffee with Kim, but I'm jealous you have coffee with Jesus. <laughs> and I just, I loved it. I, I love that you said that. I would have never thought about that, but you have coffee with Jesus too. It's just coffee with Kim yeah. and Jesus. I know. I, thought, I loved it. I, I remember, I remember thinking, who would want to go with coffee with Kim when they can go with coffee with Jesus? It just, it just hit me. Yeah, and you're right. It's like Jesus said, I'm with you, Kim. I'm with you. But, you know, I love, and I love, too, that, you know, I, I love that we can see uh, God use the same similar thing but in different ways oh, because coffee yeah. and Jesus, for me, was began as, you know, a Facebook group, and, and that's where ministry yeah. started for me. But then for you, you have this cute little, like, you have this whole cute little saying that goes along with coffee with Kim. I'm just like, I love it. And it's so precious. But he can use, you know, the same thing, but in different ways. And, you know, Andrea, that was about my shift. You know, God had taken us from Augusta, Georgia, into into the Baltimore area. And I I felt like, you know, if if you have ministry, and we all have ministry within us, you're never going to really be fulfilled until you are, are completing that ministry. And, I, I had moved, and I'd always been in women's ministry. I didn't know. I felt so lost and so alone. And, you know, God was definitely shifting me. Uh, many times when we're in that place, we think that God is just finished with us, and we're, but he never is. But, uh, but that was 27 years ago. And I remember, Andrea, I was running one day, and I said, God, you know, these people don't know me. All I am is a, a southern girl with, who loves her hairspray and carries her Bible. They are not interested in me. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I thought, I said, how how can I how do you start a Bible study when people don't know you? And I remember he said, just go back to how it started. And I thought, well, the way it started was I just invited seven women into my home to have coffee. And I kept running. Yeah. And Andrea, I went back and I wrote, I sat down and I wrote out coffee. Okay, but I don't want to. I thought, well, God, I can have people to come over for coffee, but I don't want them to think that. I want them to understand it's faith based. And I sat there, and I just like you said, I remember the moment, and I looked at coffee, and all of a sudden it came to me: conversations of friends of faith 
to encourage and equip. It's an acronym for coffee. And it's just like, and, uh, and that, that's, that, and that's how that was birthed. And, you know, and it's just like for the listeners, our friends who are listening, it is the same thing that you were talking about earlier. You know, God is not probably going to give earthquakes and shatter the mountains, but he will speak. John ten twenty seven said, my sheep hear my voice. And that voice yes. comes in such a sweet, soft, uh, comforting way that just nudges you. And, um, and if you don't hear his voice, if you don't know that you know the Lord, if you don't feel that you've made that connection, please let, let Andrea or I know. We would love to, to share with you, um, introduce this person, this man, this King of Kings that we love so much, Jesus, to you so that you do know him. Amen. And that's the great. That's the greatest shift of all, isn't it, Andrea? Yes, it is. Our, our heart changing, it is. Um, you know, whenever yeah, I first started the Coffee and Jesus group, um, it was actually two days after the group began, and, you know, things were just happening so quickly. And, you know, I felt like it was, I had those little whisper moments from God. I finally got still and quiet, and, and, and I heard him, and then, you know, I step out into this, honestly radical obedience because it was definitely not in my plan and you know mm-hmm. shake my voice shaking literally shaking um if you are a part of the group you can go back in and watch the very first videos that I ever did and and even though I was accustomed to speaking in public and um I wasn't shy I you know I had all of what we would think would be the qualifications but I knew I had never ever taught God's word uh, but the words that he spoke to me about two days after, it was the most incredible moment for me. And I would say probably um, there there are two other moments I can say in my walk with Christ that just really are those moments where I, they're indescribable, incredible moments of just having a, a, a connection with the Lord. But warrior women. Um, when God spoke those two words to my heart, I got my phone out. And for those of you listening um, who may be in that place where, you know, you, you are in that shift or you feel like you, you need a new change and uh, maybe you just think there's something that's missing, um, I encourage you to begin to write down your thoughts, um, begin mm-hmm. to write down the things that you believe the Lord is speaking to you. And just like you said, Kim, John ten twenty seven, 27, um, Jesus says, uh, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And if you are a follower of Christ, you're going to recognize him. And one of the ways the Lord showed me to, to differentiate between my own personal thoughts and opinions versus, you know, what he actually is speaking to me and calling me to do was for me to just do one of the most practical things ever and write down my thoughts. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, and yeah. I began to see, I began to see his uh, plan unfold that way and, and recognize what was my thought versus what was God asking me to do? And when Warrior Women came to me, um, immediately I wrote it down. And it was uh, just one of the, the coolest moments ever because I had never thought at all. At that point, Kim, I was two days into teaching in the Coffee and Jesus group, two days. And, mm. again, I had I, I taught – actually, I did uh, – VBS like music that's what I did if I ever taught like VBS or you know Bible school classes and things like that I was always the music lady I was the crazy lady uh-huh. who was out there with the kids dancing and having a good old time Aww. and so you know I, I wasn't the teacher of God's word and um, and so when I wrote that down immediately uh, God just poured this this whole paragraph about warrior women um, out of me and I went wow I mean it was just like did I really write that down just now? You know, those moments where you're yeah. just like, right. I knew he was right. just speaking to me that that group was going to become a place where I was not just being, I wasn't just going to train alone. I wasn't just going to train mm-hmm. for war um, with just me and Jesus. It was going to be a group of us who were going to do this and we were going to teach other women to become warrior women. And uh, that was probably it really is the foundational point of what, when I recognize, okay, this isn't just some, you know, I needed a, a group of ladies to commune with. I, I, this was literally what God was about to change in my life. And in the Warrior Women book, you know, I share um, at the moment that that took place, I was going through a lot with my health that 
really was super scary. This is where a lot of the fear I was talking about earlier came in. And I can remember uh-huh. laying in the bed at night sometimes, Kim, and, and literally consumed with so much fear of what mm-hmm. was happening to my health and my body. And, I mean, just even it extended into, you know, I was terrified and would think, um, you know, I would lose Jeremy or I was going to lose Canaan or, you know, what ifs were just constantly consuming my mind. And I knew that God had spoken to me, prepare for battle long before this, but I didn't quite understand that. And in those moments, it was all I could do to just literally just take my next breath and not be Mm. utterly consumed with fear. And God gave me a word in his, um, in the Bible, second Timothy one seven, that says he does not, he has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but of power, love, and sound mind. And Kim, I was so full of fear that I would literally Mm -hmm. lay in bed at night sometimes. And that's all I could do was just quote that scripture over and over and over until I fell asleep. And, and I knew going through that moment um, that, Mm -hmm. that bringing all of those little puzzle pieces, it was like, I started seeing, okay, God, you whispered to me here. You whispered to me here. You whispered to me there. You whispered to me in that place. And now I can start to see, you know, all of these places coming together. And so when the Warrior Woman, um, Warrior Woman book begins uh, to be birthed, I actually had no clue where to start. And I was like, Warrior Woman, what does this even mean? And I went back to Scripture. I was like, how do I even become a warrior for the Lord? And Ephesians 6, obviously, is the first place that I went. But the funny thing is I would never studied God's Word like that before. And mm. I wrote down all of the things that, you know, that's listed in the armor of God in Ephesians 6 and um, and included fasting and prayer. And and I just began to study as much as I could and consume as much as I could of God's Word. And in those moments of me studying those things um, and being in His Word, as I began to prepare for battle, for my own battles that I was going through, um, I knew that the things I had been experiencing in my health were things that other women were probably going through too. And uh, without giving all the details, um, I actually was diagnosed with quite a few autoimmune disorders. And uh, one of those um, being actually in the process of me writing the book, there's the chapter where I'm in the hospital bed um, in a hospital stay overnight because I was having stroke symptoms and um, going through testing. And so it was just like I began to notice God speaking to me constantly. Um, and and I, I got to this place where what you said just a minute ago, Kim, vulnerability became a necessity um, yeah. because I had to share my heart and open myself to people. And that's such a tough mm-hmm. place to be sometimes. Uh, but for mm-hmm. those that are looking at ministry in, um, in the sense of, of course, we know every one of us are called to ministry, but in, in the same way, when you feel like God is changing you into something and there's a transformation happening, pay attention mm-hmm. to those little whispers and know that there is so much hope that can be shared in your vulnerable moments with others. Mm-hmm. Andrea, I will tell you what, I, I, you, what you just said there, it, it's, it's as if you were reading uh, from my book. It, it's as if you were telling my story. And, you know, and I feel like to the listeners, to our friends who are listening today, here's what I want you to read. Are you in a, are you in a season of fear? I mean, are you very fearful? Are you, you know, because here, here's the thing. Let, let that be a, a positive sign for you because when you are, when God is ready, when he's calling you out by faith, isn't it true, Andrea? You always expect that you have to fight the fear to get there. Because yep. that faith and fear, fear, fear is the opposite of faith. So if God is calling yep. you to stand, to, to to step out, to, to accept the shift, then always know that you're going to have to walk through fear because fear is the door that is going to try to to handicap you. It's, it's what's going to try to close it. So if you're in a season of fear, God is probably preparing you to step out into some type of faith. I, I, it's just you hear it all the time when God is calling us for any type of shift that the first thing that's going to happen is, well, how can I do it? Well, I'm not qualified for that. Well, what if I mess up? What if I fail? What will people think? I mean, all, right? All these things. Yeah. And, even, and even physically, because I, I can remember I felt like I was losing my mind, Andrea. I would, I yep. was, and I was so caught up with 
I knew God was wanting. It was right after my mom's death. She just said, don't live like I'm dying. I didn't know what that meant. Maybe I'm dying. I don't know. And I remember <laughs> I would literally go into my pantry. And a lot of people say this. And I would, I would get in there. I would get in different places. I wouldn't know I was there. My mind was so distracted. And I would cry. And I would quote that scripture. God, you did not give me this fear. You gave me a sound yep. mind. And yet you have to battle with that word. But that is part of the warrior women that you're talking about, right? It That's is. part of the battle yep. strategy. You know, I find Which so I often it. people. Go ahead. I was just going to, I want to get into that warrior woman. In, I, in some, what? Mm-hmm. I find so often people um, are, you know, usually ask me, um, as if, like, because of my story, I've overcome all these things. And so now, like, life is just grand and perfect, right? <laughs> and I don't have those fearful moments anymore. But it's not right. the truth. It, the truth is we right. are in a very broken and sinful world. And although mm-hmm. um, we belong to Jesus, we are still going to fight those things. I'm, you know, just coming yeah. out of a season now of that um, and, you know, in various ways. Sometimes it's every area of our life being attacked at once. Sometimes it's just you know, a couple of places here or there or our our mentality of things is, you know, just we're being consumed by something like fear. And I love, I don't often say too many, um, I guess, secular quotes, I'll call them that, um, that I, I, won't, I won't share many quotes that aren't scripture, um, but I yes. do love, there is a quote, and I don't know who said, um, originally said it, but there's a quote that I've seen multiple times that has always spoke so deeply to me that says, um, speak even if your voice is shaking. If you have something that yeah. you know that the Lord is calling you to do, and, and especially yeah. if it's in that moment where you have to speak truth, um, then, then yeah. even with a shaky voice, speak the truth. Yeah. And yeah. that I felt like when I saw that for the first time, you know, I was, that's one of those things like I've always been able to cling to. And I love, I love how, um, God uses the, just, just the things that we never think. Like so many people think about Facebook being a negative thing, but he mm. used my little shaky voice on the social media platform to begin to teach not just other people, but myself. Like Kim, the stuff that I teach in the Coffee and Jesus group and the things that I've taught, you know, now developing a full ministry, they're not things that I just teach because, you know, I've overcome and I've become, you know, this great and powerful warrior woman who's unstoppable. Are there days like that? Absolutely. But there are still days where I have to remind my own self of what God's shown me. I will literally read things sometimes, and I'm I'm sure you probably do this too, and this is why I'm so thankful for women like you in my life. But I will Mm -hmm. read things that I've written that I've forgotten about, that I've written, you know, in the past season of going through something else and being a new season of change and read something that I wrote myself. Um, yep. And it just hit me so hard and go, man, God, most of the stuff that you're telling me to teach, it's because you know I need it more than anything. Yes. Um, yeah. Don't you agree? Like, do you find yourself like uh, that? Like, do you find, you uh, know, like writing things uh, that. Mm, all the time. And even all the time when I do my lives and I'm writing. I'm always thinking, because you said something earlier that I thought, yep, that's that's me. I feel like if I'm struggling with it, then maybe God's allowed me that struggle because he's put me in a place to teach and speak like you and write. So I feel like that if he allows me, you know, like James in the, in, in the New Testament talk, basically says you have to walk it before you can talk it. You know, we as yeah. we're walking through our own struggles, if if I can stay vulnerable enough, if you can stay vulnerable enough to really talk about what you're going through, which I have no problem with that because I, listen, I spent so many years trying to be perfect and trying to look perfect. I was so exhausted by the time I found freedom from yeah. that. I don't want to ever go back there. I don't want to pretend like I'm perfect. I don't want to pretend like I don't ever struggle. I want to people to look at my struggles and see that God is the strength in that. So I have no problems at all. But I believe that the more vulnerable I am in my struggles and in what I see in the world around me, then I feel like that I reach more people. Because don't we truly, Andrea, have you found this, don't we truly connect where we hurt and what we're, what we're struggling through rather than the things that we feel that we have under control? I mean, someone can side up to me we and say, do. oh, my gosh, just, 
just like with you right now saying, you know, I still struggle. And, I, you know, all, everybody in the audience just connected with you because if you had said, oh, I don't ever struggle anymore, I've got this down pat, oh, listen, I, listen, you, you can reach perfection. We'd all be going, really? And you'd hear people clicking off the station. But, you know, no doubt, and I'd be lying. <laughs> Yeah, well, and people would know that, you know, or yeah. just it's unattainable. But, you know, it, I do believe, and I think that's why you and I connected so much, is because we have no desire, um, and I want the audience to know this, you know, don't even strive for perfection. Strive for progress. Strive to know Christ better. Yeah. Strive for what, what Andrea said. I love that. Move into obedience, not trying to move into ministry. Move into just obedience. That That is powerful. Well, Andrea, and I love you know, him. of course, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I love one, something that you've actually spoken to me before, and um, it really, really stuck. Um, and, and words are so powerful and important to me. said to me once before that you really choose wisely in ministry um, what mm-hmm. jobs you do and what you don't do and what mm-hmm. you accept versus what you don't accept, because even while in ministry, our connections yeah. are important. And I love that yeah. you are in a leadership position where you can speak to women like me who are in leadership positions um, that are like your babies coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And I, you know, I look at younger uh, warriors like you and I think about um, the years that, you know, the battle and I know how intense it is. And I know for the listeners, I know that they're exhausted. I know that, you know, for many of them that got up and, and we have 49% listeners on here that are men so uh, you know men went off to their work today and women put on their makeup to go or they're wherever they are at home with their kids and you know they're exhausted from trying to find God's will and I love you know what we're saying it's just like shift into just knowing him just put your eyes on him jump into your Bible to find out about who he is and how he loves you he will not allow us to miss his will when we are seeking him and so um and and in that become a warrior of just you know uh time management you know part of the war is just finding the time to be with the lord and to journal like you said so andrea let's get into this can you believe we only have about 12 minutes left i, I told you this time was going to go by fast <laughs> i know let, let we need a week. question we have, you know, we need to do, we're going to do this more often. I've already decided. It, I, I love uh, ministering with you, so we're going to do this more often. But let me ask you a question, if, if you're willing. Um, but let me ask you this question. Do you believe that every person who's listening to, to on, online or who will be listening today, do you believe that there is a warrior within them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, in the Old Testament, there's a, a scripture that says, and I can't remember exactly where it's at. I'll have to find it. Um, but it says that the Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. And if you are a creation of the creator, then you are a warrior, period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it makes me think about um, in Romans 8 that we're, there's, there's nothing. And I've had to remind myself lately and Jeremy's had to remind me lately of this, but there's nothing that, anything or any person or even angels or demons or anything can pull you from God's hand. And, and I want to speak to something you said too about um, perfectionism, because that was something I struggled with for so many years, especially coming from a pageantry background where, you know, every hair needs to be in place and you got to make sure you got your lipstick on perfect. I I heard this one um, speaker say, Being in that state of perfectionism, it's really just a lie from the enemy because we know we can't be perfect and there's there's no way to even attain that perfectionism without being the righteousness of Christ, like being in him. That's the only way you're going to get anywhere near perfect. Um, But she said Mm -hmm. being in that place where you feel you need to be perfect is almost as if you walk up to someone for the first time and introduce yourself this way. If I were to introduce myself to you, Kim, it would be like me saying to you, hi, Kim, I'm Andrea, and I'm a deceiver. And that hit my heart so, like, it was just piercing to me in that moment because I went, wow, all this time I looked at perfectionism as if something, it was like this goal that I needed to attain. It was this, um, this mountaintop place that I needed to be at. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that just dropped me straight to the valley. 
And I thought, God, yeah. please don't ever let me get stuck in feeling like I have to do everything perfectly. And that is why I feel like God has shown me to be so vulnerable in my stories and to share my hardships. And now I don't share everything with everyone. And I also don't right. share everything that I'm going through while I'm going through it. Um, some yeah. things I will um, simply mm-hmm. because I need support myself, you know, and, um, but there's a lot of times that I feel like as, as a teacher um, of God's word, it's important for me to learn the lesson first and then teach the lesson, right. um, you know, because right. there's certain, certain things that I need to learn before I can actually speak it out. But something you said earlier reminded me of uh, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane and just talking about, you know, having the relationships with people and having connections and that the the connections are important. But even Jesus cried out, you know, to the disciples and said, please stay awake and pray with me. And he did that three different times. And, you know, and Mm -hmm. they, they fell asleep every time. And, um, you know, so even he knows, and this is, where I have to remind myself, as perfect as Jesus is, he had those moments that he knows what it feels like to be left alone like that. So if yeah. you're in that place where God um, you know, is moving you and shifting you and things are changing and you feel um, you know, alone, because a lot of times those of us, especially in ministry, I know I can say this, anyone experiences this, but I have seen in ministry where I've just gone to places where I feel so alone that I don't reach out to anyone and even mm-hmm. just, recently in in, a, in that place where I'm having to learn to rest, to reach out to others, um, just to find people like you who I can, you know, can reach out to and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm just struggling today. Will you just pray with me? Um, so I don't know mm-hmm. why the Lord put that on my heart to share, but that's the vulnerable place I'm in right now, I guess. And so, you know, that was, um, I feel like that's just important for us to share as teachers of his word yeah. with others that we're going to always need people to encourage and we're going to always need people um, to support us, and uh, we're never Absolutely. at that place of perfection. Absolutely, and 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 it's always and and I think um, I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm sure a lot of people are are standing in that place, and they may be in a place where there's people all around them, and yet they feel so alone. Yes. And I would urge you to first uh, run to Jesus, like uh, yes. Andrea said. You know, run to Him. And then, and then find a, a human fleshly person to run to because you know that enemy roams around seeking whom he may devour, and the and the and the lion always goes to those the sheep who are hurt and alone and distraught and have ostracized mm-hmm. themselves. So, you know, it's so important, uh, and it's and, and and also I think it's important to remind the leaders that are out there listening that if you get a call from someone. Um, you know, take that call, reach out to them because they may be that yeah. person who is reaching out to you. You know, it's really easy to get too busy um, to to not answer calls. I had to, to I had to text a girl last night. Someone was trying to reach me this weekend, and I was so bu- and I really was. I was tied up in other ministry, but I texted her and I said, "I am so sorry. I will get back to you tomorrow." Um, and I don't know what, you know, what she needs, but just to affirm people that you do care and uh, and not right. forget, not to ever allow ministry to get so big or life to get so busy that you forget those who truly are reaching out to you because it could be you, their their way of connecting. Don't you love that this was not our plan at all? <laughs> you know, we, we didn't talk. conversation. <laughs> I've laughed seriously the whole time because this is not at all what we were going to talk about, but I guess the Lord knows who's listening and who needs what, right? Yeah. So listeners, let me just give you some, let me give you some uh, behind the scenes here. So Andrea and I, you know, with the guests, we always plan what we're going to talk about. We pray about it. We write it down. I send paperwork to, to Andrea. Andrea prays about it. She fills it out. She gives it back to me. We come up with a plan because I do feel like, you know, for you as my listener, I want to be prepared for you. I want to be able to give you good stuff. And so we do all this, and then we, we right before the, you know, our producer turns on the mic, we pray, God, you lead the discussion. Well, friends, I want you to know that what Andrea said is true. <laughs> Everything that we were going to say today was all changed. So if you're out there and, and this has touched you, then just know that God knew that you needed 
to hear his voice through Andrea and my my voice today because Amen. we literally didn't talk about anything that we were going to talk no, about. No, we so. did <laughs> <laughs> But I love and it I because love too, it. this I think is the perfect um, example, though, of, of just letting the Lord lead and knowing that sometimes what we think is the plan just isn't the plan and, and really ultimately yeah. is exactly what happened with me, you know, moving from business to obedience to ministry and and it's mm-hmm. a continual thing constantly. I do want to share something real quick because I know that we're going to yeah. Um, yeah. be out of time soon. But I want to share in, in the Warrior Women book, um, at the end of each chapter, the Lord showed me to, to make a battle plan, to give someone something tangible to do because I feel like that's important yeah. for me. Um, when I'm learning yeah. something, I need to be able to write it or speak it or do make some kind of like girly craft with it or, you know, like I need something yeah. to actually tangibly yeah. touch. Um, and so it's really awesome because the very first lesson that I would ever teach my clients when they would come to me for pageantry is I would get them to find three things about themselves that they love and not in a conceited manner, but just because they needed to be able to build their confidence to get out on the stage, to share their platform. Because a lot of those ladies are not just doing it because it's a beauty contest. They're doing it to share, you know, the charity work that they're doing in their life and what they're passionate about. And so um, they need to be able to, to maintain a level of confidence in what they're doing. And so I would always have them choose three things that they were, um, that they liked about themselves and write it on a note and place it somewhere where they would see it every day. They could write it on their mirror with a marker, um, you know, wherever it may be. And when I began to write the Warrior Women book, as I was sharing from, you know, each chapter what the next battle plan and the next thing would be, um, it was like the Lord just showed me so quickly for me to do, incorporate that into this. And, but instead of, because this is where I love that the Lord changed my heart, instead of me teaching what I always taught, which was confidence in self, um, God began to show me to teach confidence in Christ. And mm-hmm. so I want to encourage those that are listening that if you just kind of are at that place where you don't know what to do and you aren't sure, like, okay, well, what's the next step? Like, I've got all this you know, information, and we've heard y'all today, and and you think, okay, that all sounds great and wonderful, Andrea and Kim, but now what? So I'm going to give you a now what. Here's your next step. Um, Find a scripture, first of all, that you know that God is speaking to you because his word is powerful, it is alive, and you will never get the sustenance you need from anything aside from God's word. So get a Mm -hmm. scripture that you know he's speaking to you in this moment Plaster the thing everywhere. I don't care if it is. I actually have Psalm 91. Kim, this is not a joke. I have Psalm 91 printed on regular printer paper and taped to every or a wall in every room of my home. I'm not even kidding you with just basic plain mailing tape. I don't even have it in cute little frames because I went through a season (laughs) where I knew I needed to remember to stand on that. And so Jeremy and Kim and I, we put it in every room. So that we would recognize it and see it and and speak it. So I want to encourage you, first of all, to get a scripture that you know that the Lord's speaking to you. Um, But then after that, find three things that you know that you're gifted in. I think we as women have such a hard time differentiating between confidence and conceited and Mm -hmm. knowing that it's okay for us as Christian women to recognize where God has gifted us. Because if we Absolutely. do recognize it, then we can accomplish things for him. But if we allow the enemy to, um, you know, I'm loud and I talk, I talk a lot, and this is how I've always been, and I used to think it was a bad thing. I'm the little girl that got the report cards that said you talk too much, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I used to think that was so bad. Like, you know, it was seen as such a negative thing in my life. And then finally it was just like I recognized yes, like, God are. allowed yes. me to speak for a reason. Yes. And it was eventually I got to the place where, you know, to teach his word. Um, but absolutely, look at the gifts and, that you have. Oh, you know what? We have one minute left, Andrea, and we're gonna. This is gonna cut off on us. Will you come back and finish this? So, yeah. So you have so write the scripture. Three things they like about themselves, and and focus on God confidence. Get in their word. Yes. Audience, I know that you have loved hearing Andrea so much. Go to Amazon and order her book, Warrior Woman, Prepare for Battle, or listen to her shows. We, I'll post all of this on my webpage, Coffee with Jesus, her morning devotionals. Andrea, it has been such a pleasure. Okay, this is part one. We're going to do a part two. Deal? <laughs> deal. Total deal. <laughs> I Total love you, deal. Thank you I so much. Friend. 
And this show has been the ultimate in shift today. So, listeners, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I pray that today has somehow touched your heart. No matter where you are, remember this scripture that Andrea gave to us. Um, it is Romans eight thirty-seven and 38. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him yeah. who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, I'm having trouble with that, (laughs) neither the present nor the future or any powers, neither height or death can separate us from the love of God. So go, friends, be, be confident in what God is doing and how he is going to shift you. And I'll see you next week right here on Coffee with Kim. Bye, everybody. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit KimCrable.com. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit KimCrable.com.